0: Shopping just got a whole lot better with GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank gives you reward points when you shop, and points can be redeemed as cash with a simple tap in the GoTime Bank app.
1: Not only does GoTime Bank offer interest rates 50 times higher than traditional banks, but it also provides three free bank transfers to other banks per week.
0: With GoTime Bank, you can send, shop, and save with ease and confidence, knowing that your money is safe and secure.
1: Download the GoTime Bank app today and open an account in less than 5 minutes. Visit www.gotime.com.ph for more details. Podcast Network Asia
0: PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts
1: Viewer discretion is advised
0: On November 18, 2009, one of the most controversial road rage incidents and manhunts of the 2000s happened in the Philippines The victim in this case was Renato Ebarle Jr., a son of a former presidential chief of staff, Renato Ebarle Sr. He was shot and killed by Jason Ivler, a nephew of singer and songwriter Freddie Aguilar. Witnesses saw the suspect go over to his victim's car and shoot him multiple times after a traffic altercation at the corner of Boni Serrano Street and Ortigas Avenue, Quezon City.
1: With various witnesses pinpointing Jason Ivler as the killer, he became one of the most wanted criminals at the time, and what others may argue was one of the most infamous manhunts in the Philippines. Authorities and news outlets began their due diligence in figuring out who Jason Ivler was, and what they found out was shockingly outrageous.
0: You are listening to the PH Murder Stories podcast, and this is the ninth episode of Season 3.
2: sa sinalughog ng otoridad ang tatlong bahay ni Marlene Aguilar sa Blue Ridge subdivision sa Quezon City para ihain ng warrant of arrest ni Iblor. January 2010, isang tip ang natanggap ng NBI na hindi umalis ng bahay kailanman si Iblor. Madaling araw ng January 18, sinalakay ng NBI ang bahay na ito sa Blue Ridge sa Quezon City. yun kay Marlene Aguilar, wala doon ang anak niya. And, sa, kwarto, Tuloy pa rin sa paghalughog ng mga kwarto nang umalingaw ngawang isang putok. Marlene, saan? po sila. let
1: go! let
2: go Jason! Lumabas si Jason na nagtago sa ilalim ng hagdan. Namaril habang pasugod sa kwarto na na ng ilang operatiba ng NBI at Musti. Uh, Pero natamaan si Jason na maoperatiba operatiba bago kuman niya napasok ang kwarto. Ay, exit, exit! Marlene
1: It was not Jason Ivler's first run-in with the law. In August 2004, he was involved in an accident that killed former Congressman and Presidential Technical Assistant Nestor Ponce Jr. and injured his wife. Evangeline Ponce. Authorities filed two charges against Jason Eivler before the Pasig City Regional Trial Court. First, he was charged with reckless imprudence, resulting in homicide and damage to property for Nestor Ponce's death and wreckage of his vehicle. Second, he was charged with reckless imprudence, resulting in slight physical injuries for Evangeline Ponce. On September 7, 2004, Eivler pleaded guilty to the second charge. He was later convicted and received the penalty of public censure. Ivler then moved for the dismissal of the first charge and was out on bail.
0: Renato Victor Ebarle Jr. was only 27 years old when Jason Ivler shot his body multiple times, which caused his death. Despite being a son of a high-ranking government official, Renato Jr. chose a career path in human resource management serving as a recruitment manager of the Hotel Peninsula Manila before his tragic death. According to his relatives and friends, Renato Jr. was a kind and humble man who did not let others see him as a son of a powerful man who worked in the president's office. When the people who knew him learned about his tragic death, they could not believe it because Renato Jr. did not seem like someone who would be involved in something so senseless.
1: As for Jason Ivler, some would say he is the complete opposite of Renato Jr.'s attitude and personality. Ivler also came from a privileged family. He is the son of Marlene Aguilar, the brother of Freddy Aguilar, a famous singer and songwriter in the Philippines. Jason Ivler was born in Massachusetts, USA, and was the firstborn of Marlene and Robert Ivler. According to Marlene, her son was only two and a half years old when he lost his father. She claimed that her husband, whom she met in the Philippines before Jason was born, was killed by a hitman at a hotel in Bangkok, Thailand. As Jason was growing up, his mother insisted that he treat her with gentleness. Marlene also highlighted that her son was a Dean's Lister at the Hawaii Pacific University, where he studied AB Psychology. Marlene discussed in an ABS-CBN article from 2010 that after her son's father died, She had a few former lovers, such as a Colombian arms dealer and a wanted criminal who is now serving time in the United Kingdom. Marlene later remarried Stephen Pollard, an economist who worked as a consultant for the Asian Development Bank.
0: At the time of Jason Ivler's accident in 2004, he was driving his stepfather's Toyota Land Cruiser, which bore diplomatic plates. He crashed into the car owned by former presidential undersecretary for resettlement, Nestor Ponce Jr., and his wife, Evangeline. Ivler was out on bail for the charges filed against him for the death of Nestor Ponce. But he had another run-in with the law after attempting to escape the country despite a pending criminal case. He was arrested in Zamboanga City while trying to catch a ferry bound for Malaysia which prompted the Bureau of Immigration to issue an order to prevent him from leaving the country In 2007, Ivler was shockingly allowed to join the U.S. Army despite a pending arrest warrant in the Philippines Ivler served as an infantryman with the 25th Infantry Division in Hawaii with the rank of Specialist A year later, he was discharged under honorable conditions
1: In 2009, Ivler's luck from evading prison time would eventually run out after shooting Renato Ebarle Jr., from what many observers believe was a case of road rage. Marlene Aguilar absurdly claimed that the Central Intelligence Agency was behind everything happening to her family, due to her disobedience to comply with the U.S. government. According to Marlene, her son was framed by a group of powerful Americans out to punish her. Partly, she says. For her provocative essays that blame much of the world's carnage and other woes on the USA, and partly for refusing to obey mysterious biddings. There was also an instance when she called Pope Francis Pope Satan, proving to many people her way of voicing opinions is so different from the rest of us. For two months,
0: the authorities issued a prioritized search for Jason Ivler, They also had mishaps along the way, specifically the arrest of an OFW in Qatar, after being mistaken for Jason Ivler. On January 18, 2010, exactly two months after the road rage killing of Renato Ebarle Jr., the operatives from the National Bureau of Investigation finally caught Jason Ivler after a bloody altercation at his family's home in Blue Ridge A Subdivision in Quezon City. Jason Eivler's capture was challenging for the authorities The suspect was heavily protected by his mother, Marlene Aguilar who undoubtedly obstructed the ongoing investigation with her antics by misleading the authorities Initially, aside from Marlene's outlandish claims, she also tried to pin the murder on Mark Hauser, the Eivler family's bodyguard Hauser denied all allegations while the authorities promptly dismissed Marlene's unsubstantiated claims as witnesses of the Ibarle Jr. killing were 100% sure that the real culprit was Jason Ivler. Regardless, the NBI's persistence overcame Marlene's unlawful stunts to protect her road rage killer son. They captured Jason Ivler hiding in an underground room at their residence.
1: Amid the arrest of Jason Ivler, Marlene Aguilar was hysterical, seemingly trying to deceive the authorities, but as soon as they figured out the fugitive's whereabouts in the house, all hell broke loose. The road rage killer tried to put up a fight. He had a baby Armalite and a bandolier shooting toward the NBI operatives, hitting two men. Eventually, the authorities were able to apprehend Jason Ivler after shooting him in the right shoulder and left upper abdomen. Afterward, he was rushed to the Quirino Memorial Medical Center for treatment. According to medical reports, a bullet went through Jason Eivler's abdomen and pierced his large intestine, which meant he had to undergo surgery to remove his spleen. On April 6, 2010, after recovering from his injury, Jason Eivler was finally incarcerated at the Quezon City Jail Annex.
0: Meanwhile, Marlene Aguilar's antics did not stop. She challenged Renato Ibarle Sr., the father of Jason Iveller's victim, to a fistfight after the latter exposed Jason Iveller of having a lavish lifestyle during his time at the Quezon City Jail Annex.
2: Inalis na sa pwesto ang warden ng Quezon City Jail na si Senior Superintendent Hernan Grande. Ito'y para maging patas ang imbistigasyon ng Bureau of Jail Management and Penology sa umano'y special treatment na natatanggap ni Jason Ibler. Kung nagpasok nga talaga ng alak sa loob at nagkaroon ng inuman, Hmm. nagpasok ng mga babae, yun ang magiging violation niya. Ininspeksyon ni BJMP Director Dial ang selda ni Ibler. Ito'y bunsod ng mga larawan at video na lumabas na umano'y lumalabag sa kalakaran sa kulungan sa pagpaparty at pagdadala umano ng babae sa selda. Isang araw matapos lumabas ang report sa ABS-CBN, humarap sa media si Ivler at itinanggi na espesyal ang pagtrato sa kanya.
1: Ah, walang katotohanan yan. Uh, lahat ng inmates dito may fair and equal treatment. Pinapalabas nila na dito kinuha picture pero sa laya pa yun. Bago pa ako nagkaroon ng kaso.
2: At ang mga babaeng nakunan ng letrato, mga pinsa na tagahanga niya.
1: Yung mga fans na naging kakulos nanay ko, din sila dito para makakuha ng autograph.
2: sa din niya ang kontrobersyal na pahayag ng ina na kukonsintihin ng anumang gusto niya sa loob ng kulungan. Kung ano man ang binibentang treatment don, kahit sex payon, kung gusto ng anak ko, I'll pay for it.
1: As a loving mother, that is something that she would provide.
2: And are you getting it?
1: No, no. I uh, I really to be honest, I'm too embarrassed by the way my stomach looks right now to want to take my clothes off.
2: Sa kabila nito, kitang-kita sa video na kuha sa loob ng selda, tila inaaya ni Iler ang sinumang nais makipag-sex sa kanya.
1: I want some birthday sex. Okay? I want to fuck a very hot stranger that's disease-free. Okay? I don't even care what your f- name is, okay? I don't even need to really talk to you. Just come here.
2: Kaya naman iginiit ni Undersecretary Renato Ebarles Sr., ama ng napatay umano ni Iblor na imbistigahan ng Quezon City Jail.
1: Ang management natin,
2: tinatawag ng Bureau of Jail Management, Kapa. e mukhang praktikal walang management. Buelta naman ng ina ni Iblor. magsparring kami dito, suntukan na lang. Ginamit ng ebidensya ng pamilya Ibarle ang mga litrato at video upang anilay mapabilis ang proseso sa paglipat kay Ivler sa Bikutan Detention Facility.
0: During Jason Ivler's time in the Quezon City Jail Annex, photographs and videos were circulating in public which featured Jason Ivler partying, drinking booze, and having female guests with his fellow inmates It caused public outrage as it portrayed that Jason Ivler had VIP treatment in prison Nonetheless, it resulted in the termination of the Quezon City Jail Warden at the time In an interview with Jessica Soho in State of the Nation Ebarle Sr. responded to Marlene Aguilar, telling her that she should redirect her anger at her husband, Stephen Pollard, as a Barley senior claimed that Pollard was the one who asked his British bodyguard to tip off the police on Jason Ivler's whereabouts.
1: Jason Ivler was charged with murder, while his mother Marlene Aguilar was charged with obstruction of justice for allegedly harboring her son, but was bailed out by her attorney. During the court hearings, there were 58 pieces of evidence against Jason Ivler, including the gun he used to kill Renato Ebarle Jr., which was seized in his residence during his eventual capture. Overwhelming evidence and testimonies disproved Jason Ivler's initial alibi that he was at a birthday party during the time of Ebarle Jr.'s killing. Two police officers at the crime scene, SPO3 Edgar Teodin and Archie Castillo, testified that they clearly saw Jason Eivler shoot Renato Ebarle Jr.
0: In 2015, the Quezon City Regional Trial Court Branch 84 found Jason Eivler guilty of murder. In its ruling, the court sentenced Jason Eivler to reclusión perpetua or up to 40 years in prison and ordered him to pay $9.373 million in damages to the Abarle family The convicted killer was also ordered to transfer to the New Nubelibid prison in Muntinlupa City from the Quezon City Jail Annex in Camp Bagong Diwa Jason Ivler tried to appeal his conviction but the Court of Appeals affirmed the Quezon City Regional Trial Court Branch 84's decision in 2017 and the Supreme Court's in 2019 In addition, the higher court added a huge sum of damages and legal fees to be paid by the suspect to Renato Ebarle Jr.'s family to compensate for the loss of earning capacity of his victim, which both the RTC and CA failed to account for.
1: Jason Ivler was a spoiled brat who killed two people for his recklessness and violent tendencies. He didn't even show any remorse for what he's done. It is good that justice prevailed this time despite Jason Ivler's powerful connection through his uncle Freddy Aguilar, being a prominent campaign supporter and jingle songwriter of former president Rodrigo Roa Duterte. Jason Ivler and his family tried so hard to get out of jail, but his crime was way too obvious. Not even money and powerful connections could let him get away with it.
0: So to our listeners, especially those of you who are motorists, if you ever have an altercation with another driver in the future, always remember that it is safer to let peaceful actions prevail because we have no way of telling if there's another Jason Ivler or Go or any other motorist with violent tendencies that we might share the same road with. Road rage incidents have gravely affected the country's driving conditions And we all must do our part to ensure our emotions don't get in the way of making our roads safer and better for our and our family's sake.
1: Thank you for listening to PH Murder Stories.
0: If you like this episode, give us a 5-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: You can also support our show on Patreon. Any amount you donate would benefit our team to keep doing what we love, which is to provide more true crime episodes for our listeners. Link in the description.
0: For further updates from our show, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. At PH Murder Stories. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at PH Murder Stories.
1: The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program or other programs of the network.